This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Hey, hey, hour number two of the show, off and running. Hi to everybody watching on social media. We've got live streams going on on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope right now as we speak. People saying hi, including my sister, Beth. She's watching on Facebook. She said, if you ever went to the, the pool at Club La Vila and survived, you're probably immune to the COVID. <laughs> yep, probably so. Paul on Periscope says, happy Friday Eve day. Yeah, we're looking forward to Friday. As I've said during the pandemic, we're all back to work now, it seems like. But, you know, there for a while you go, Friday! And then you don't really know what the big deal is because Friday was just like every other day. You were at home, <laughs> not working, just hunkering down. But at least we're kind of, most everybody, back up and at them. But I'm sure that's a part of the reason that the numbers went right on back up. But we'll deal with it and get on our knees and pray about it every day, or at least you and I should. If we're not already, we definitely we definitely should do that. So here we go. Kicking off hour number two. As usual, you can be a part of the show in lots of different ways. I, I invite you to grab a chair and have a seat at the table with me, and let's just uh, join the conversation and see where it takes us. So text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. It's 885-ESPN. 601 number. Or call me and let me hear your voice. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison Ann and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. 601-995-1059. So y'all call, text, tweet me if you want. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. And uh, I'll keep an eye on the live stream as well. First up on the text line, Clay says... Um, Tell Blake and Bo if they're going to play a replay, an old one, and not the one from the day before. Huh? So you want one from way, way back? Is that what you prefer? <laughs> I, I will pass it along. I, I, I won't, but thanks for the, the text. Bulldog Wes says, there's a casino in Foxborough, too, I believe. I did not know that outside of... Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Patriots play, they have built this whole shopping and eating and like restaurant village, spend your money village around the stadium that's sitting out in the middle of nowhere. But I did not know there was a casino out there. At least I missed that when we were out there, huh? On the Periscope live feed, Wall Feinbaum says, Hey, Matt, how's the sausage this morning? <laughs> it was good. I'm going through a package of that jalapeno and cheddar. Mmm. Sure am. It's good now. I'm telling you. Make your tongue slap your hat off. Try it if you haven't already. The reason that country pleasing sausage is so good is because they're not just like mass producing just with junk in it, just to get it out the door. Every package, every flavor is hand picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. That's what's in there. Not parts okay they're mixing the spices and the flavors up every day fresh on site they smoke it right there in custom smoke houses they've built for their own purpose they are using hickory logs not chips or sawdust so the smoke's better the flavor's better 
stronger? Are you sold yet? You should be. Matt Daddy said, let's say Louisville, talking about the ACC model, he said, let's say Louisville wants to play Southern Miss. Obviously, they'll play Kentucky, but just stay with me, he says. They could play Southern Miss, but the game would have to take place in Kentucky. No. Matt, that's if that's what someone else said or is reporting about it, that's not what ESPN is reporting about it. Again, I'm going to read you the exact language in the report at ESPN based on the statement given to them from the ACC. It's also in these words on the ACC website. In the ACC, 10 plus 1, 10 conference games, one non-conference that they're going to do this year. They're going to start the season in late September. The non-conference game must take place in the home state of the ACC institution, and all non-conference opponents must have met the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC during the coronavirus pandemic. So it says it must take place in the home state of the ACC institution. Well, maybe you're right about that then. Maybe I read it wrong. Maybe you're right, as long as it takes place in that state. So earlier, it. So so maybe you're right. Earlier, I was going like, well, Boston College has to play somebody from Massachusetts. Because they're limiting the travel. They're just saying, you're not, if you're in our conference, you're not traveling out of state for a non-conference game. Hmm. I appreciate that, Matt Daddy. You stayed on me until I finally got it. You can tell I'm, sometimes I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I'm a lot like Woody Harrelson. Got it. Thumbs up there. Thank you. Jason and Flagstaff. The death rate stat is a red herring, I think. He says, I saw the other day where a guy caught COVID when Seattle first blew up in March. He was still in the hospital because severe symptoms kept recurring, but had not passed away. There's so much of it that I just don't understand and can't even wrap my head around. That's for sure. I can wrap my head around this, though. I like talking to people on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Let's do that right now. Ponto is up first. It's been a while since I heard from you, Ponto. What's happening? Yeah, the shelter in place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it started started with Ole Miss in the SEC basketball tournament. That's right. They played. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Ole Miss played, it was it. It was all over. That's right. Nothing else. Sad. What about the Razorbacks? Did they play the Irish? Okay. I, I would guess not, right? If If Notre Dame is taking part in this, that would eliminate that get well the only way that they would be able to do it is if arkansas played them at south bend i don't know where they were going to play the game originally see okay i can tell you this ponto you you bring it up is arkansas and notre dame originally had a game scheduled early in the year notre dame is taking part in this as like as if they are an acc team so notre dame's home games this year Notre Dame's home games this year are Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and Syracuse. Notre Dame's road games are Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, and Wake Forest. And then the one non-conference that right now for Notre Dame they are saying is TBA to be announced. Well, you know, they already canceled the Southern Cal game. So the other game is Navy. I got Western Michigan too, but I'm assuming, you know, I, I, you shouldn't assume, but I assume that 
Notre Dame would rather play Navy than Arkansas. Well, I, I would think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd rather play Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. It was, what, 11-2 well, and two last year? But I'm just well, thinking. it's kind of traditional. You know, where Army, was Navy, that? Notre Dame. Let me see here. I'm going to look it up here in the, the my handy-dandy Phil Steele magazine. I'm going to see if I can look it up and figure out where that game was supposed to be played. Um, they were going to host Arkansas in South Bend the second week of the year, September 12th. That was initially when that game was scheduled. Um, and you're right. So the final game of the year for Notre Dame was originally at USC. Okay, so it's not going to be Southern Cal for that for all these reasons. So theoretically, Ponto, you know, they could do it. If Arkansas was in on it with their schedule to go to Notre Dame, Notre Dame the last game of the year, because Arkansas, with this cross-division rival stuff as it has stood in the past, is always playing what? Um, they're always playing Missouri the final game of the year, right? Then it used to be LSU, and then now they're playing Missouri. So I, I don't know whether or not Arkansas can go to Notre Dame late in the year um, it's all according to what the SEC decides today. But I would think it's still a possibility they could fit it in somehow. Yeah. Good. I would guess it's dead. I guess they're going to play 10 ACC games in Navy. That's what's going to happen. You think so? Arkansas gets the shaft again. we got to <laughs> figure a way for Sam to win a game. I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> i got to sure go to do. Arkansas and bounce it. Hey, can, can I get Kroger? Can I get up to please the sausage at Kroger? You can. Yes, that's where I get it here in Tupelo. Oh. I get it at Kroger. All right. I got to go get some now. Thank go you. ahead. God All bless. right, man. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks, Ponto. Flipping it over. Well, not flipping it over. Just staying on the uh, Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Put two arms out. Stick them straight out. And then slam your hands together. And whether you know it or not, you're doing the Gator Chomp. As we bring in now on the any phone, Mr. Gator Greg. Gator Greg, what's up? Hey, uh, Mr. Wyatt. I, I agree. I guess I agree with the previous caller because uh, I believe that was the first time that uh, Notre Dame was going to play Navy in Annapolis. That was supposed to be a a big game. I think it was a CBS game. So uh, with the TV contracts and stuff, I know COVID's in play. I would think they'd play that game, and maybe if you're Arkansas, that's not the worst thing in the world uh, because you might, you know, avoid a loss, and maybe the Hawks can win a, a few more games. That's, and I kind of think Notre Dame, with that road schedule that you announced, uh, that's a uh, they might be like a you know like a a playoff sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get much better than that road schedule you just told me mm-hmm. that the Irish play. That's no doubt about it. Boston, the road games for Notre Dame, Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. Now, look, the Tar Heels are going to be good. That's a tough road trip. But then Pitt and Wake Forest. And, you know, Wake Forest playing with a new quarterback, Jamie Newman, went to Georgia. Georgia Tech was good and terrible last year. Um, and so you're right. The home games for Notre Dame are Clemson. Florida State, Louisville, Duke, and Syracuse. I mean, altogether, it's a much easier schedule for Notre Dame than what they would have had. Yeah, uh, it's favorable. Uh, I tell you, though, uh, Mr. White, I was going to ask you, because uh, I, I got some friends like you 
with the FCC. And the rumor was that maybe that uh, Mississippi State would pick up uh, Georgia if we go to all-conference, if you're going to add uh, the 10 plus 1. I've heard something like Florida might pick up Alabama, which would be a, uh, probably a negative for the Gators. That's a, you know, it, it, that's going to be tough with Alabama and LSU. But uh, if, if you heard a scenario, I've heard a scenario that you might guys may pick up, you know, uh, South Carolina or Georgia yeah. is the uh, one of the other East teams. But you're doing a good job today, Mr. White and uh, JB. Uh, we we appreciate you being on too. You guys have a great show. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the phone call. Hope you're doing well, Greg. Hang in there. Um, yeah, I have heard that. That you know, kind of just people talking. Smoke emanates from conversations and stuff. I'd heard that Georgia, South Carolina, you know, possibility, but it really, you know, there's a lot of things you would add. You know, you're adding two opponents as opposed to the eight conference opponents you have. You'd be adding two more and trying to figure out what that rotation is and 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 who they are. But I'd heard that Georgia, South Carolina from that side, um, you, you know, <laughs> there will be. It's one of those things where even though everybody, if you're an SEC fan and you get a schedule like this, a 10 plus one, everybody should be just happy to have a schedule <laughs> and know when practice is starting. Somebody will complain about who got put on the schedule. <laughs> That's not fair. <clears throat> we got to play that. Really? Florida fans. Are you seriously putting Alabama on our schedule? We've already got LSU. Hey, just zip it. Be happy that we're about to, you know, have practice and maybe play a game or two. You know, we just need to count our blessings, right? Hey, Matt, have you seen uh, Ryan Moore's article about uh, why everyone needs to realize there is no more normal in college football? No, I haven't. Ryan Moore, who does he write Ryan for? Ryan McGee, I'm sorry. Oh, Ryan, Ryan McGee. McGee, yeah, with ESPN. Yeah. What did he ESPN say? Senior well, it's it just it sounds very southern and colloquial, but he said he begins the article. I was on the beach three weeks ago. The day was ending, and I was packing up my family's gear to leave the shore and head back to the house for dinner. When a man startled me with "Hey!" He was walking directly toward me, overcooked by the sun and overserved by the contents of the Yeti cooler yeah. in his left hand. Mm -hmm. And he asked him, "What is going to happen with college football?" And you know what? We're still asking that question three weeks later. Aren't we? And we may be asking it three more weeks. Mm -hmm. It's just I, I, I don't know that no what the know. ACC has done is, is going to make any difference, you know, in, in the long-term effects of, of what we know about this disease. Well, that's it. I mean, the model that they've put together for the ACC in one way I earlier I said it accomplishes two things, but the third thing it accomplishes is it pushes it back just a little bit in case they need more time to call things off. Now, I mean, I hate to say that as a Debbie Downer, but you're right. I mean, everything is still an unknown. Just because we're saying this is the way we're going to proceed to try to have a season, it's not a guarantee that you will have a season yet. Right. It's, I mean, you look at the uh, – there were two Phillies uh, – uh, Phillies – employees yeah. that tested positive so now they've canceled the series with the blue jays right and uh you know i i i i think the thing about what we're doing and what you're doing bringing the sports to life is just giving people hope yeah 
Well, and it's you know? my my take on it's, it is a a positivity and give them hope. I know it's what we all care about, but it's also this JB is like if somebody's going to give me some of their time and listen to us while we're on the air, I hope they would maybe learn something also. I'd like for somebody out there who goes, "Hey, I listen to Matt's show all the time." I'd like for that person to also know what they're talking about right. <laughs> when they talk with their friends. And, you know, we're just kind of keeping ourselves up to date, looking at the possibilities. And it has not been an easy job for us to try to read tea leaves and figure out where things are going. That has not been an easy job at all. Not at all. Countdown of 100 teams in 100 days is coming up. It's not an ACC team. It's one that's good enough, though, to be an ACC team. How about that tease? That's coming up in just a bit. Uh, I'm also going to take a look. There's a page in that Phil Steele magazine about which teams are moving up and moving down in certain areas. Like which teams are going to make a huge jump in their passing game. Which teams are going to make a huge jump in their running game. There's a few nuggets of information in there I want to get to. I, but but we're going we're gonna to do that coming up. I have to bring this up, though, because I saw this today. I had never heard this before. I follow sports. You do. I do. JB does. I had never heard this before. It involves my home state of Alabama. And it involves, JB, our favorite movie, The Natural. I don't have The Natural. I don't have The Natural. I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I got your attention, didn't I? Yes, you did. (laughs) That was the whole point of that whole thing. Uh, I don't have The Natural music. But I do have the when they were winning. You know, I played this. One. Yeah. Listen to this. Sounds like a bunch of Astros beating on a garbage. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Fastball, fastball. <laughs> on this day in 1987, although the Bulova Watch Company, am I saying that correctly? Bulova. Yes, you are. Although the Boulevard Watch Company had promised a free watch to any player who hit their clock located high above the Ebbets Field scoreboard, a man named Bama Rowell didn't receive the timepiece after his 1946 home run that shattered the clock. The injustice is corrected more than 40 years later when the former Braves outfielder, whose blast is thought to be the inspiration for author Bernard Malamud having Roy Hobbs, the hero of his 1952 novel, The Natural, smashing a glass-shattering Homer off the light tower. Bama Roel, I said Roel, it's Roel, receives his first wristwatch from Boulevard. On this day, July 30th, 1987, in Citronelle, Alabama. It's Citronella, but depending on if you're there from there or not, it's Citronelle. There are no, there are no mosquitoes there. <laughs> That's the thing. And people, anybody who's driven through Mississippi to go to like uh, Dauphin Island or Gulf Shores, you've driven through Citronella. It's Citronelle. <laughs> uh, but they do put an E on the end. Anyway, he had his own day in his hometown of Citronelle, Alabama, 
when they honored him because he's the man who hit a home run. Bama Roel hit a home run at Ebbets Field in 1946, and it busted the clock, shattered it. And this, that's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind, uh, natural fans, that this man who wrote this novel in 1952, who was a big baseball fan, had this in mind when he put that scene in there about Roy Hobbs busting things. Of course, he busted a clock in one scene in the movie, and that was supposedly playing a game in Chicago. Great, great scene in a movie. And then, of course, busting the lights out at the end of it. But in real life, a man named Bama Roel, who hit a home run at Ebbets Field in 1946 and busted the sign out there with a clock on it from the Bull of a Watch Company who had promised, if you bust this sign, you get a free watch. He never got it. 40 years later, more than 40 years later, they had Bama Roel Day in Citronelle, Alabama, his hometown. I've been through there every summer for as long as I can remember. Y'all have too. Going to the beach. And on this day in 1987, on Bama Day, he got his watch. He finally got his watch from the Bull of a Watch Company. I love that story. Now it's got me wanting to, like, Google Bama It's got me wanting to see what kind of watch they gave him over 40 years later. Don't give up, folks. <laughs> Jimmy V said it. Don't ever give up. All right, so coming up next, a countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Team number 37, and they're pretty doggone good. Got a new coach this year. And a great fight song. That's all coming up. Stick around. All right, rolling along with you here at hour number two. If you're watching the live stream on Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope, stay with me for a few more minutes. Once we get through this segment, we'll have the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Team number 37 coming up. We are 37 days away from September the 5th. Looks like the season will start a little later, but so we may have to adjust. But we'll see. We'll give it a few more days. But after that, if you're watching the live stream... I'll, uh, we'll click the button and switch that off and ask you to head on over to the audio live stream. You can go to the website, thezone1059.com. Just click play, and you'll be listening live to whatever's on the air. Or do like I do. You can use the iHeartRadio app on your phone, which is it's a great app, obviously. You know, it works really well. You just put the iHeart app on your phone, punch in 1059 The Zone, hit the heart as your favorite, and boom. You listen to it every time you open it up. Works on the iTunes. I'm sorry, on the uh, TuneIn app. You can stream it live there. And also, if you have Amazon Alexa, put the app on there and tell it 105.9 The Zone. It'll find it. Click it. Stream it uh, right there wherever you are. I don't guess you click it, but you tell you tell Alexa to do it. And Is it a she? Alexa does whatever you tell them to do. So, so after this, we'll send you over to the audio stream and appreciate you uh, Tuning in. And yes, JB, I do have some thoughts on uh, the NBA. They're starting tonight in the bubble, and I'm really curious to watch it and see, but I'm also curious to see if Zion is going to play. Am I saying it right, Zion or Zion? Uh, I, I say Zion. Yeah, Zion. That's the way it's yeah. pronounced, in the, like when we preach and read it in the Bible. Yeah. It's like Mount Zion. 
I don't know if he likes that extra syllable on there. I'm more of a J.A. Morant guy. Are you? Or Ja Morant, ja. whatever how you pronounce it. Yeah. That dude's just, he's he's got wicked athleticism. No, he does. He really does. Not not that Zion doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am curious just to kind of see what it's going to look like and sound like and what the, the vibe is going to be, you know. So I'll turn it on and check it out, and then I'll switch it over to baseball. I will say, look, if baseball hadn't been going, um, the NBA would have had my full attention right now. But because it's just me personally, it's my personal preference and taste is now with baseball up and going. It's like last night and we're in there painting and I had the Braves going on my phone on Hulu the whole time. It was great entertainment, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm a Braves fan and they won. Had they lost, I wouldn't be talking about what great entertainment it was. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, um, God bless you. For what? Because I hate painting. Yeah. Most people do, it seems like. I hate it. You know what I'm Every saying? Every house we lived in for the first 25 years of our marriage, we had to do paint. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, and, and if it wasn't painting, it was wallpaper. And if you're going to paint, you had to tear the wallpaper down. And then you painted. Then you put wallpaper. You know, it's just this never-ending saga of Bob vila -isms. Yes, I know. Well, and look, let's be honest. It's um, it's one of those things that's like you don't do that for fun. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we're not doing exactly it. exactly what you mean. We're, we're doing it because it's things every now and then either A, get to a point where you go, hey, we have to do this. We we, we just got to break down and use our time. We got to fix this or we got to work on that. Or Annabeth has been watching, you know, HGTV. It's always dangerous. <laughs> you know, both really are kind of dangerous, to be honest with you. All right, let's do it. The countdown of 100 teams in 100 days right now. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. Okay, so yes, y'all call Matt Anderson, Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Here's why. He can help you buy or sell a piece of property, timberland, uh, recreational property, waterfront, whatever. If you're buying, they've got that 360-degree interactive drone touring where you can see the entire property without ever having to set foot on it. It's a great way to shop. If you're selling property... You get comprehensive internet traffic reports for your listing. Matt can do all that for you. Call him, Matt Anderson, at 601-408-5155. 408-5155. Today's team, number 37, the Memphis Tigers of Tiger High. fight song at Tiger High. Are they still a basketball school? Uh, Dr. Brojo, do you consider Memphis to be a basketball school? You know, I, I hadn't in the last few years, but when Penny Hardaway got back and Mike Miller uh, mm -hmm. was his assistant, uh, I, th I thought they 
he recruited extremely well. Got a couple of kids from Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, I think they're pretty talented. They're they're definitely a top 20 team. Yeah. Man, their following for their basketball program is phenomenal. I... I'll tell you this, just to uh, rehash some old thoughts. I was at State back when Keith Lee uh, was there. And uh, I worked with the basketball program with Benny Ashford doing the coaching yeah. for yeah. Bob Boyd. And uh, we got to go to the hotel to, to do some interviews there. And I met Keith Lee. I thought you had a big foot. <laughs> this this guy makes Bigfoot look like he's got a size two. Yeah, how about that? Oh my god, he's and a big his and... fingers were yeah. like pencils. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's a big old boy. Oh yeah, there ain't no doubt about it. Um, yeah. So I got to see a pretty cool thing back in two thousand nine. Tupelo at the Bancourt South Arena in Tupelo hosted a basketball game between LSU and Memphis. I remember that. And there were 10,000-plus people in there. It was really a cool scene. Yeah, Memphis, it was mostly Memphis fans. I, I say it was 10,000-plus in there. There was 10,000 Memphis fans in there, and there was like 35 LSU fans. No joke at that they, time. The, who Did the Tigers win? Yes. That's good. The Tigers won. The orange ones. <laughs> <laughs> With the black stripes? Yes, that group of Tigers <laughs> won. Uh, no, Memphis football. First-year head coach because Norvell is now at Florida State. He's the one that kind of – well, you'd have to go back all the way to Justin Fuente and the job he did at Memphis, which led to him getting the Virginia Tech job, and then Norvell took over. And, of course, he just continued it, and their offense just exploded under Norvell, and they put up all these huge numbers and put skill players in the NFL. And uh, now Ryan Silverfield is going to take over as the head coach, first-year head coach. And he's taken over a pretty good team that went 12-2 and last year, 7-1 and in the AAC, eight returning starters on defense, six returning starters on offense. Like I say, a good football team who, who got whipped in the Cotton Bowl. Y'all remember that? Penn State beat Memphis 53-39 to in the Cotton Bowl at the end of last year. You know, another thing the Memphis band does is they always play Eye of the Tiger. My wife loves Rocky, and she loves this song. Man, you talk about, look at this. You talk about winning football. They were 12-2 and two last year. They went 8-6 and six in 2018. Uh, 2017, they were 10-3. 2016, 8-5. 2015, 9-4. Again, trace it all the way back to Justin Fuente, but the job he did there, and they have built a program at Memphis where they are recruiting. They have made football a priority, and they are winning. By the way, Phil Steele, College Football Preview Magazine, has UCF picked to win the league, the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, but they have Memphis picked second. He says, Memphis was one of my favorite teams in the country last year. So I was the only one to peg them to get to the New Year's Six Bowl as champions of the AAC. They did lose to Temple. Head coach Silverfield did a solid job in the bowl game versus Penn State. Brings in Mike McIntyre as defensive coordinator. Does that sound familiar? Yep. So McIntyre didn't have to move very far. I don't know if he had to move at all. Went from Oxford to Memphis. Offense and defense are improved, he says, and they have the best special teams in the AAC. Memphis was number three in the conference, 
with a plus 83 yards per game. So they were outgaining everybody they played last year. And they will host UCF this year on their schedule. Again, we say they will. It, we got to see if they play. We got to see what their schedule is going to be. But as we know it right now, when you look at their conference schedule, their big out-of-conference game this year for Memphis was supposed to be week two at Purdue in the Big Ten, so that's not happening. They were set to host Houston, traveling to SMU, hosting Central Florida on a Friday night after having an open date before that game. That's what the schedule gave them. Hosting Temple after UCF, Temple the team that beat them last year, having to go to Cincinnati, hosting South Florida, having to go to Navy, and then ho- uh, going to Tulane to end the year. It's actually not a necessarily an, you know, an easy closing stretch. Look at their last five games, three of the last five on the road at Cincinnati, at Navy, at Tulane. That's just kind of the way they had them scheduled. Memphis is a good football team. I know what, they are on some future schedules for Mississippi State and for Ole Miss. Yeah, Mississippi State, 2028. I think the Bulldogs will go to Memphis. And in 2029, the Tigers will come to Stark Vegas. Okay. We might be alive then. That's someone out there, if though. In, if we're not, I know where I'm going to be, and I'll be just right. I'll be doing something else other than watching a football game. I promise you that. You might be running a 4 2 five, 40 then, too. For the first time ever. <laughs> I get to know what it feels like to feel the wind in my hair. <laughs> All right. Y'all head on over to the live stream. Stick with me on the radio. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Hometown heroes across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes, local Farm Bureau insurance agents available to you in all 82 counties. And around the clock, one-on-one, face-to-face. And that's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is with Farm Bureau. Hey, thanks for tuning in, however you're listening and wherever you're listening. I appreciate you being here very much. JB does, too. We're glad to have you. And you can be a part of the show, text or call or anything like that. So call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Here's a text number, 885-ESPN. I'd love to hear your voice, so call me at this number, 995-1059, 601 number, 995-1059. Yeah, Jason said somebody being named Wall Feinbaum is hilarious. It is. That's someone who tweets me every now and then and comments every now and then on the Periscope live feed. He's got a, Whoever it is got a good sense of humor. Matt Daddy texting the show said, Maroon White. And then Maroon, Wyatt, they did that a few games. And other games, they said other things. (laughs) You know how that works. You definitely know how that works. All right. Unnamed texter, country please, and text line 885-ESPN said, hey, Matt. Hey, unnamed texter. He says, instead of wasting so much time and energy on this football season, why don't the powers that be just scratch this season and make sure all the pieces are in place for 2021? Yeah, I mean, the exact 
answer, the, the real answer to that question of why don't they just scratch it is because they are dependent financially on football. <clears throat> they're, they're dependent on really two main things at these colleges and universities. Most of them. They are financially dependent on tuition, obviously, in-state and out-of-state tuition, and football revenue. Some cases in some places, there ain't a whole lot of difference in one or the other. That's just the truth. It's just the truth. And so they're absolutely, for that reason, looking for a way to figure out a way to play some ball games. The other thing is, too, you know, you've got so many people that their livelihoods are dependent on it also. So from the money perspective, look, I get the life and death situation that this virus is that's the reality but you can't discount also the fact that you have local business owners in these college towns that without a football season they're done they're belly up as soon as you tell them there is no season um, many of them are going to go ahead and shut it down and try to cut their losses now especially since they've not been able to it's a restaurant to be open for like three months and now they're you know six feet apart and you can't you, you just can't make a living on, on uh, takeout, pickup. That's right. You know. mm-hmm. That's right. And the hard part in all this is the, you know, as an individual, you can decide and make your own decision about how you want to live. You're free to do it. Now, you're not free to do something uh, irresponsible and harm other people or potentially put other people in in harm's way. You're not allowed to do that, but. But you are allowed to decide, hey, I want to do without football. Or, hey, I I want to go try to go here and I'll put my mask on. I'll go in. Or you may decide, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying home. The whole personal responsibility part of this and personal decision is still in play for everybody. But when it comes to making decisions for large groups of people, which that's what the leaders in college sports are doing. They are make, trying to make a decision that affects large groups of people and all kinds of demographics age groups, everything. Well, when you're doing that, you, you are considering the danger, the life and death danger, the health risks. You are also, though, weighing and considering all this other stuff we're talking about, the financial impact. What does it mean two, three years down the road? If you don't have a football season, how many people lose their jobs, therefore lose their livelihood? Who are they? They, they Not get, to mention that, but the, the, the sports at the universities. I mean, we've seen that uh, Stanford has already eliminated, what, almost uh, 20 sports. Right. Which I wonder how Title IX will fit into all that, too, uh, just because you don't have the economics to substantially sustain yeah. those those sports because they're not money providers right. at all to the university. So, uh there's, there, there's, I keep saying, and I know I said it already today, there's so many unknowns that we don't know that I'm not sure anybody knows fully. Right. And you just have to make the decision on the, on the best that you can with the facts that you have. Yep. Teddy Roosevelt. Like you said earlier, pray about it. You know? Pray about it. Teddy Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have where you are. Yep. It's trying to, you know, day by day when something's new. Jason on the country pleasing text said, 
no, you can't cancel the season. I'm as skeptical, skeptical as anyone about the upcoming football season, but they'd be foolish not to try to play something. And I, I agree with that. Yeah, and trying to figure it out. You get new information, you might have to make a decision. But you make the best decision you can now without new information. Maybe it goes off without a hitch. But, okay, let me get into this. People are going to pe- test positive for the virus. It's going to happen. There was an interview here recently done. I think this was on the NFL Network with Chris Ballard. He is the GM of the Indianapolis Colts. And he said, yeah, I mean, we're getting into training camp. We're going to do this thing, but we're going to have positive tests. It's just the way life is with this virus. There's no way to avoid it. Are there going to be times when things happen? Absolutely. I mean, uh, this is a highly, this is a contagious disease. So there's going to be circumstances that, on on certain Sundays where you're going to be missing some guys, but we just we just move forward and we do everything we can uh, to mitigate the risk and keep everybody safe. You know what he says? Simple. Wear a mask. You know, there's some just simple basic things that we can do, and 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 one is wearing a mask. I don't I don't understand why that is such a controversy in our country right now. Put a damn mask on. Why is why is that so hard? Um, it's not about you. It's about it's about everybody else. We talked about that on this show that it's an it's really largely an unselfish thing given what the mask is preventing. It's an unselfish thing. It's an unselfish move. It's a putting others first move to put that mask around your mouth so that if you did have it and didn't know it, you couldn't spread it. That's how we're we're talking about stopping the spread. It ain't about keeping you from breathing it in. It's keeping you from breathing it out. Sean Payton, head coach, New Orleans Saints, says this thing that we're about to go through practice-wise, he does not consider it for the NFL to be an actual training camp. The first thing is I I would say we're not in training camp, if you will. Um, There's nothing about this that's like training camp. So we're going to approach it differently in that, you know, we're going to have to evaluate during our which we always do during the practice sessions, we can create environments which are more like a scrimmage environment uh, in our padded practices. So we'll have to we'll have to do some of that, but but this will be uh, entirely different than what a training camp would be like. It says that it is. Sean Payton says it's realistic to think we're going to try to have this season, but some games will probably get wiped out by this thing. Look, I I, I think that. You know, the key is hopefully you can stay as, as healthy as possible. I, I won't be surprised if some games are forfeit or not forfeited. There'll be some suspended games, though. There'll be some some teams that have players at one position group uh, where they just won't be able to play the game, and that's part of the deal. I think the league understands that. So, I mean, you know, that's the NFL example. They know what they're getting into. But... Um... You know, you can't have football in a bubble. It's not like basketball. And so they're going to go forward somehow, some way. And do everything you can do with the understanding that, yeah, we're going to have positive tests. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there, have a plan for it, do the best we can when it happens. I just thought I'd let you know. Also, they cleared Tua Tonga-Valoa medically. He is full go to begin practice with the Miami Dolphins and the head coach down there, Brian Flores, he's already telling people, "Hey, listen, stop asking me about Tua." I know there's a lot of uh, you know people want to talk about Tua. I understand it. 
Uh, at the same time, you know, he's a young player. This is his first, you know, NFL training camp. Uh, I think he's got to take it, you know, one day at a time and not, you know, think about, you know, what's realistic for the season. I think we just need to take up a one day at a time approach, um, which has been my message to him. And it's not just him. It's really every player on this team. You know, this is a different year. This is a different type of training camp. Uh, no one's, you know, gone through a training camp like this where a lot of the meetings are virtual and there was no spring. There are no preseason games. No one's done this. You know, I wonder, JB, if rookies in the NFL are at a big disadvantage this year because of all the limited lead-up to their rookie seasons, if they're going to be as ready to go as they normally would be. Well, I'll tell you this. Anybody that played at Alabama is coming in with a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, everything that Flores was saying right there, I can guarantee you to has heard before many times from the yeah. word mouth of Nick Saban. Yeah. Heck, man, for somebody who was as banged up as Tua was, it might actually be a blessing for him in the long run that he's had all this time to get healthy before having to do anything. Yeah, no doubts. Hour three, right around the corner in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. 